Hey guys, you, you missed the uh, the movie club? Cause uh, hey, yeah, we got What's a movie, the movie club. club. Yeah, and we're gonna talk about Guardians because that's the movie that Ryan and I both saw recently. That is to the Guardians. Uh, no, well, for people in Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then there was the uh, but uh, yeah, actually, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, the new uh, Marvel franchise. Starring uh, Chris Pratt, Zoe Saldana, uh, Dave Blutista. <laughs> kind of Vin Diesel? Yeah, Vin Diesel doing uh, reprising his, ro- his uh, role as the Iron Giant. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> as Groot. I and, uh, am super uh, Groot. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> I am friend. Wait, no. That's wrong. And Bradley Cooper as Rocket Raccoon, who probably had some of the best lines in the Angry, whole... Otherwise known as... You don't know this from the trailers and whatnot, but uh, Rocket is actually the protagonist of the film. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> like, I think there is an actual sizable argument to make to that point. <laughs> there, there probably is, yeah. He's, the pro- he's definitely up there. He steals a lot of the uh, film anyway. Just because his lines are that good, and they're delivered by you know an actor of Bradley Cooper's uh, caliber, the chops, which, as they yeah. sometimes say. Which he's not like he is so deadpan funny sometimes that I'm surprised he's he not also British. Doesn't really sound. He also doesn't sound like Cooper, which I, I'm saying that as a compliment. Yeah, like him and Diesel. To be honest with you, like a lot of times. Celebrity voice actors will, you know, do these roles, and you'll just be like, "Oh, that's you know, that's clearly Jeremy Irons, for example, or something." <laughs> yeah. But they actually made these characters their own. I don't know if they did different tones or if there's any filtering. Probably more so in Groot's case. Well, I know for uh, well, I was watching a Google uh, Google interview with uh, Chris Pratt, Zoe Saldana, and Vin Diesel. And okay. Vin said that, you know, most of the film was done by the time he got even cast. So what right, would, yeah. he would go in, he'd go, yeah. he would go in and he would just do the lines, but next to his lines, which are pretty much, I am Groot, there would be a summary of what he's actually saying. So nice. James Gunn would sit him so there for like... The feeling. James Gunn like would sit him. From just kind of like a, a cheery, I'm Groot, to a thoughtful, I am Groot, to an angry, I am Groot! Yeah. And it would, James Gunn would sit, he sat there, I think he said, for 16 hours doing every single I am Groot. And, uh, which I mean, that's, that is definitely probably. I think that's like one third of the time Hugo Weaving spent doing Megatron. Probably, <laughs> but uh, and Megatron had like legit dialogue. Yeah, so you have a director like James Gunn who has some of the best uh, YouTube videos I've ever seen. <laughs> if you haven't seen his YouTube stuff, it's hilarious. Uh, PG porn, but he also yep. one of my favorite horror movies, which I didn't think I was going to like. Uh, but I really liked was Slither, and he—that was his big budget directorial debut. 
which is pretty good for an indie film. So, uh, yeah. James Gunn, who at this point is basically Joss Whedon's understudy. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I guess, well, I was also reading another thing on... Like if, jo- if Joss, if Joss would be like, you know, screw you guys, I'm doing Dr. Horrible 2 and a Spike movie, YOLO, <laughs> I'd be like, alright, maybe go to the Avengers. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Gunn's last movie, uh, well, Gunn's first writing credits were Scooby-Doo 2. He did, uh, Scooby, I think he did Scooby-Doo and Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Unleashed, but he was able to, I think maybe that was the one that he directed. And I'm not sure if you guys are fans. I I know he's involved, I don't know what to I don't know if you guys, are, if anyone out there is fans of the Scooby-Doo movies, and if you are, I'm sorry. I know, The right? first one was fucking horrible. <laughs> like, almost unwatchable. It, it almost has a Batman Forever, or Batman and Robin vibe to it. It's almost where you put it in, and you're like, I'm gonna what? No, I can't get through the first ten minutes. I had a problem with trying to be too self-aware. Like... Look at what happened with Scrappy. Like, yes, everybody hates Scrappy. Oh. Ha ha. But that, like, went a bit too far. It was like, Scrappy's secretly the villain. He's controlling the monsters. Yeah. Right, you might want to get closer to your Xbox, because... Uh... It's, it's kind of the same thing X-Men 3 did, where it's like, everybody knows that Gene and Logan's the one true fan pairing, and nobody likes Cyclops. But even, like, diehard people are like, well, they shouldn't kill the leader of X-Men three minutes into the movie. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, you might want to get closer to your Xbox, so you keep on breaking up. So, I'm not sure what's going on. Maybe that's all a part of the mystique. Maybe. But yeah, that's so better. yeah, that's a lot better. Okay. So they're doing they they did that, and the second movie actually goes back to what everyone loved about Scooby Doo, and it kind of, in a way, reconned Scooby Doo One, which I thought was pretty good because there is an actual villain with a mask and voiced by Scott McNeil yeah Uh, unfortunately played by uh, what's her face Alicia Silverstone yeah (laughs) but yeah I mean and it had you know it had Seth Green in it which can never hurt a geek property ever yeah Seriously, if you have Seth Green in something, it's probably going to be watched, no matter what. There are people out there that watch without a paddle. I, You know <laughs> what? I actually feel that Without a Paddle was a deep movie that made me think about my life. A little bit? Just a tad bit. But there's a lot of people that just didn't watch it because they didn't know who Seth Green was. Yeah. If, if you, yeah, if you look at like the trailers, <laughs> yeah, you're like... Okay, no. You're just like, it's that short kid from Radio Days or the tall kid from uh, from It. Hey, 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 hey. What? Hey, hey, Also It. Yeah, I was going to say the tall kid from It. <laughs> uh, the one that didn't commit suicide. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. But, but uh, yeah, so... And then they're like, and then and there's wasn't, and wasn't black, yeah, and wasn't black, and then you have, uh, or fat, 
Let's be honest. There we go. Though the fat yeah, one, like, the the fat one hooked up with uh with Mystique later on. So <laughs> I think he still is too. Really? Yeah. Huh, good she, on him. Yeah. After she was Stamos, uh, he picked that up. Yeah. Completely off topic, but kind of in line with these cats, since it is sort of Marvel related. Do you think when they get around to X Men Four? Did they hire Rebecca back to be the modern uh, Mystique? Or do they just keep running it with J-Law? In this new timeline, she keeps herself youthful. Uh, they could actually go either way. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. It might like, matter to them for marketing. Maybe for marketing, or her going, But hey! <clears throat> but, I mean, she never lost herself, so... And also, you know, something else in the time stream got fucked up anyway because Logan was, you know, in New York when we st- when we started that uh, that time sequence. So there was something before that that he got fucked up. He wasn't supposed to. He wasn't supposed to be hanging out with them. He was supposed to be in what do you call it? He was already supposed to be in Vietnam. If you remember. The opening sequence of Wolverine Origins. He was in Vietnam. He was actually in a... What do you call it? In a uh, United States, like, internment camp type thing. When Stryker found him. No, this ha- that has to be later. You sure? It has to be... Well, because Stryker in that movie was Marlo the Vampire Leader from... From thirty days a night at that point, and Stryker in this movie was like twenty five years old. <laughs> All right. At during the course of this movie, the that and implies to me there should at least be ten to fifteen years between the start of X Men Origins. Can't be ten to fifteen years because that was what was that sixty five? Like a middle point Stryker. If we go from young, com, young, you know, Lieutenant Stryker in this one to okay, know, I Brian guess Cox, that there was that middle point. In origin. I guess that would make sense. Well, when was Three Mile Island? I don't... You said I'd have to go look at... Uh, I would like to trust the producers to have done this research on their timeline for these very clear historical events. Nope. But it's Fox. <laughs> yeah. So no, they, that should be a project. That should be a project for later, though. Yeah, it's alright. At the end of... Uh, you know, at the end of Days of Future Past, which we still haven't done a, a movie club for, but uh, they had a thing where they were just like, and uh, this is all our fact-checking stuff that we had to apologize because we said this stuff. It was just a list. <laughs> Basically. That's okay. Even if they did completely script the timeline of Origins... Doesn't matter. Zero fucks given by anybody. <laughs> <laughs> this conflicts with the first Wolverine movie. That's when, it's like, just like that meme of someone getting thrown out a window. Yeah. Yeah, that, uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, speaking of Fox movies, if you guys haven't, if you got, if you have Twitter, go on Twitter, retweet. Apparently, the producers of Deadpool want to do Deadpool, but Fox will not let them do Deadpool. So if you guys saw that footage that was shown uh, just recently and liked what you saw, go in and retweet because they're trying to get like a thousand tweets or something or ten thousand tweets. To show Fox that people really want to see this Deadpool movie. More so than any group of people I've ever met. More so than, like, Platinum Dunes. 
Fox literally doesn't care about its fan base. No. But, uh... Like, Fox really doesn't think its money comes from people who likes its stuff. I th- also think that they want the little kid money that they wouldn't get from Deadpool, but they would get it. Because let's be honest. They would get it. <laughs> yeah. Because I would bring Casey with me. Uh, a rated R Deadpool movie is definitely is what we need. But whatever. Let's get back to Guardians. Cause I dude, I would put a, I would put up with a PG-13 Deadpool movie that had a rated R cut on DVD. Yeah. It's a compromise. Well, we did that with uh, Wolverine. Exactly. And the uncut version is glorious. Wolverine is no more or less deserving of a rated R movie than Deadpool. So if it yeah. worked for Logan, it can work for Wade. Yeah. There we go. I mean, we're not gonna... Fox gets its, its huge box office returns, and then we also get the hardcore movie uh, that we want. And let's be honest, Deadpool, uh, G Deadpool was actually even funny, because it knew where the line was. Like, Deadpool was hilarious in the cartoon, um, the, Ult- uh, the Ultimate Spider-Man? Versus... Oh. Uh, well, yeah, there too, but like, no, those two Wolverine, um, movies. Oh, no, uh, what was that? No, the Hulk versus, Hulk yeah. versus. Hulk versus Wolverine. Um, Deadpool was hilarious there. As part of that Weapon X unit that was sent to, like, stop the Hulk and kidnap Wolverine and all yeah. that. Hey, Logan! Ha <laughs> I shot you. <laughs> yeah, he was... De- just, like, passing <laughs> out. Uh, I forgot about those. But, Hulk versus uh, Thor, I think, was... was interesting. Yeah. But the, Wolver- the Wolverine one was probably better. Mo- mainly for non-Hulk reasons. Fair enough. Um, oh, yes, we need Deadpool. So yeah, we do need Deadpool. But while we're on Am timelines, I wishing that we'd have Lifefield, we'd have Lifefield era Deadpool. I'm like what? the only one still holding that torch. You are. <laughs> uh, to be honest before, with you, I have no idea who you're talking. Him, before Wade himself was in on the joke, if you ever read like old school X Force. Uh huh. Like, have you ever read X-Force in the 90s when Deadpool first came out? He was kind of a sarcastic, wisecracking uh, merc with a regenerative healing factor, and they hadn't really gone into his backstory yet. And obviously his costume and look was inadvertently ripped off from, supposedly accidentally, from uh, Deathstroke. Yeah. But they hadn't quite gotten to the point where they made him super meta, where he was literally breaking the fourth wall. He wasn't talking to himself. Like, they didn't... He wasn't, like, degeneratively insane. He was just psycho- uh, psychotic kind of badass mercenary with, like, a serious sarcastic streak. But he was also kind of serious. But also, the the fourth wall breaking didn't really come into play as hardcore until Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe. Right. Which was fucking awesome. I actually just finished that for the first time. Yeah, so I, it's just it's just my own personal little get off my lawn kind of moment, where it's like if you mention Deadpool now, people seem to think that Deadpool uh, was invented like five years ago. Oh, he wasn't. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? No, yeah, I know. I understand what you're saying. Uh, it's actually he kind uh, he kind of was invented five years ago. That's the thing, though. Like the Deadpool that we all know and love right now. Well, maybe yeah, ten years exactly. ago. Exactly. 
Yeah. I'm just saying I would I would appreciate I don't expect it, but I would appreciate a nod to his origins, even if there's just like a scene where he went like legit insane partway through. Yeah. But uh back to Marvel Cinematic Universe properties and timelines. Yes. Uh so aliens have come to the earth in 1988 and shield knew nothing about it which was a little weird for me well yondu has good shielding apparently like shield knew nothing about it or they just couldn't do anything about it which leads me to believe that there is such a thing as sword and they probably know about it yeah and they weren't sharing yeah, any... We don't know that they didn't know about it. Yeah. Or that S.W.O.R.D. wasn't sharing any kind of, you know, intel with S.H.I.E.L.D. I don't... Do you remember what S.W.O.R.D. Uh, is supposed to mean? What, I don't remember what it stands for now. Okay. Well, yeah, what it stands for. But, uh... I know the D is, like, uh... Defense. But... Something to do with space. Uh, yeah, so... Peter Quill, age nine, gets taken up into space. Or, or unless you're a movie pilot, then it's Peter Quill, age 11. Which, you know, obviously they didn't actually watch the movie at all. Because it gets uh, reiterated a couple of times. I was nine years old. Nine years old. Nine. Nine, nine, nine. But, no, they didn't watch... I don't think they actually saw the movie. They were just like, we're going to create a backstory here. And, uh, then... Something like, uh, almost 30 years later... Uh, we meet him, and he's, uh... Singing Come and Get Your Love. As he's viciously murdering animals on this planet... Named after the first uh, Cree ruler, Morag. Uh-huh. Uh, to find what a lot of us believe is the Power Stone of the Infinity Stones. But, And I know, Ryan, you and I kind of disagree a little bit on what constitutes as Infinity Stones. <laughs> no, it's just whether or not one of them in particular has been displayed. Yeah, well, and as I said, you know, with uh, time and money, you know, making another Infinity Stone, uh, or Infinity Gem, depending on uh, how you want to do this. But, uh, here's the other thing that I, uh, I found a little bit weird. Okay, so, uh, Thor 2. The end of Thor 2, we actually see Adam Warlock's cocoon in the after credit sequence in the Collector's Lair. We don't know that that's actually Adam Warlock's cocoon at that time. And uh, after reading about uh, all of the 2008-2010 run of Guardians of the Galaxy... Uh, it could, it could have been a lot of other people's cocoon, because at the end of that, guess which big baddie pops out of a cocoon that looks almost exactly like that one? Oh, who? 
Ah, uh, you only need one guess. Come on. Big baddie that Marvel owns. Terrax? Uh, the one that appeared in Guardians. Ronan the Accuser? One more guess. The big baddie. Dark side. Yes. It was Dark Side. <laughs> uh dark, dark Side in his original form as drawn by Jack no, no, Kirby. Other way, way around, I'm pretty sure Dark Side was first. No, actually, uh Jack Kirby created Thanos. Stan Lee said that, that would that character would never uh would never make it in the comics. No one would believe this like you know, would believe that a character that looks like that would be this mad titan or whatever. And the guy who created uh, Thanos was just like, oh, whatever. And Jack Kirby was like, you know, fuck you. And went to DC. Are you talking about, are you talking about the skinny version? Huh? Maybe it was a skinny version? I don't remember, but I know that Jack Kirby, after that, left, DC, left and went to DC and created Darkseid. His first appearance was in 73 in Iron Man number 55. That's publication appearance, not necessarily creation, mind you. Yeah. And Dark Side? I'm working on it. 1970 in Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen. Ah. Uh. So that you know, I could have those stories confused, but I'm not, I'm pretty sure that Jack Kirby was the illustrator for both. Uh, Kirby did create Dark Side while I'm here. Yes, yeah. character inspiration. Dark Side was modeled after Adolf Hitler. I don't remember Adolf Hitler looking anything like Darkseid. Uh, apparently Thanos was created by Jim Starlin. Alright, well, maybe I got my my facts confused. But he conceived of him during college psychology classes. I don't know what year. Okay. Oh, no, Starlin has admitted the character is influenced by Jack Kirby's Darkseid. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. Thanos. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. Little guy. Okay, I got the I got the story now. I I'd forgotten this part. Um, he was inspired a little bit by Thanos, I guess, in temperament. But he thought, as far as design, when he drew him, you know, a lot of people kind of look at the two like Diesel, you know, basically, you know, gray-skinned warlords, and mm-hmm. assume that one's kind of rip off of the other. He actually thought if he channeled anybody visually, it was Metron, who's another one of the new gods over in DC. Because their costumes are actually similar. But that guy is like a little dude. Yeah. And he said he wasn't intentionally trying to design anything analogous to Darkseid. Okay. Makes sense. So I got my things completely confused. Yeah, because Metron wears kind of like the full body suit with the situation up on the shoulders and ah. like the gold trim up there and the, uh, you know, the hood. Yeah. 
But yeah, at the end of uh, the run, Thanos uh, is freed from a cocoon a lot like Adam Warlock's, which they think is Adam Warlock's like cocoon. And uh, they are uh, not pleasantly surprised. So, there's a lot of uh, people out there that uh, could come out of cocoons in in space, apparently. It's weird. But, uh... What if, what if it's Thanos and the one we've been seeing is just an astral projection? Well, James Gunn did say that it was, uh, it was Adam Warlock's cocoon. He went on record and said that it, it was Adam Warlock's cocoon. Because he said, look what's uh, busted at the end sequence. Or look what's busted open at the end sequence where you see Howard the Duck. And then he goes, it's Adam Warlock's cocoon. Hinting that possibly Adam Warlock will be joining the Guardians in Guardians 2. Or working for Thanos. Really, with Warlock, he could go either way. Well, no, it wouldn't be Warlock. It would be uh, Adam Magus. Because uh, that's Warlock's alter ego is uh, Magus. That's his bad side. Like he was doing it before the century made it cool. Yeah. So I'd also like to see Richard Ryder come in uh, Guardians Two, or uh, I'd like to see the Noble Force actually confer superpowers. Yeah, that was a little weird. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up because in the movie. Uh, the Nova Corps don't use any kind of superpowers at all. I'm wondering if, like, Nova Prime has superpowers? They don't even, like, fly. Glenn Close will be joining the Avengers. Well, yeah, but... Uh, I'm wondering if, uh, like, Day has any superpowers. That but, might be worse than Glenn Close. <laughs> No, he goes, you know, he gets it, puts his helmet on, and he's like, I'm going to wreck it. (laughs) (laughs) No? Roman Day was uh, played by John C. Riley, who plays Wreck-It Ralph, for those listeners that don't know. If you don't know, just, like, close your eyes every time he talks. Uh... But John C. Riley's hilarious, no matter what. Uh, I, I'd like to. I was almost. Whoa! And there's Casey. <laughs> yeah, Xbox just did a hiccup. Ah, okay. I think you were getting connect for a second there. Ah, that's a possibility. But uh, yeah, there'd be. I'd like to see Nova. I'd like to see uh, Captain Marvel. Whether it be Phyla or Carol or even Mar. Uh, which yeah. is, can we explain that his name I, is Captain Marvel because his name is Marvel? It's kind of weird. It's like, yeah, Captain 
Captain Marvel. Oh, let's go to the what do you call? Go to Earth, where they're just going to completely screw that up, just like they've screwed up every immigrant's name ever. I would like to see a Thunderbolts movie. That would be cool, but I don't think that's going to happen. Just because. <laughs> Why not? Because most of the Thunderbolts are owned by different companies. And the leader of the Thunderbolts is owned by Sony. No, he's not. Which Thunderbolts the are... The, Thunderbolts is, the leader of the Thunderbolts is Baron Zemo. Right now? Marvel utilized... The leader of the Thunderbolts initiative right now is whoever's in charge of S.H.I.E.L.D., technically. The Thunderbolts was being led by Norman Osborn for a while. They don't have to do that. They can do the inception of the Thunderbolts. What? Which was the Masters of Evil masquerading as heroes until they actually became heroes. Yeah. Led by Baron Zemo, son of Baron Zemo. And Baron Zemo Sr. is cutting room floor for the first Captain America movie, who they used in the video game adaptation. Yeah, I, I've i gone through all the deleted scenes for the first Captain America. <clears throat> cannot find anything. Like, all the storyboards and everything, can't find anything about them. The, uh, the castle that they're in is his castle. They're in Castle Zemo. Is that what it is? Yeah. Th- so if they're in Castle Zemo, that implies that there was a motherfucker named Zeno- Zemo who once owned it. Yeah. It's one of those things kind of like how there's this whole semi-official plot about how Nightcrawler had to leave the X-Men that only exists in the X2 adaptation video game. <laughs> and that's supposed to kind of serve as our reason for why he's not in X3 because they don't want to just tell us Alan Cummings didn't want to wear the suit again. Makes sense. So all the Zemo stuff, they worked into the game. I mean, I won't go and call it canon necessarily, but... Yeah. It shows that they have the rights, at least. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I'd like to see Zemo. Uh, at some point. So Zemo uh, the Younger went to lead the Masters of Evil, then converted into the Thunderbolts. Okay. Who else was in the Thunderbolts? I don't know who owns... Uh, Beetle. Well, you know, the then incarnation of Beetle. I think current Beetle's a girl. I think Beetle's owned by... Uh, what do you call it? By Sony. I think anything bug-related is owned by Sony. Except for Spider-Woman. Is Beetle a, is, is Beetle a Spider-Man... I don't know, but they'd probably go, it's a bug, it's Spider-Man. Anything, you know, with more than, with six legs or more, Spider-Man. That's why we have Dr. Octopus. First version of the Beetle appeared in Strange Tales where he fought the Fantastic Four, so he might be owned by Fox. Oh, well, never mind. Then, then we're really fucked. Yeah. I mean, not that everything uh, that was originally in the Fantastic Four is owned by Fox. Just a lot of it. Yeah, but yeah, but I'm still kind of like Silver Surfer. Yeah. I want to just go back into the '90s and just bitch slap whoever was selling the rights away. I know they were in dire financial straits, but like they should have sold property by property. Yeah. Like, there's no reason for the Silver Surfer not to have been its own deal. 
Well, I think it was like they sold all, they sold they sold bundles like a PSN sale. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know, worse, like like Steam like holiday sale. Yeah. It's like all right, for just uh, for just two million dollars, you get you get the X Men, you get uh, uh, Alpha Flight. Um, yeah, should we give him the Hulk? I mean, the Hulk. You know, Wolverine fought the Hulk. Should we give him the Hulk? No, no hold on to the Hulk. All right, all right. Um. Well, all, well, that was the only thing I was making money at the time was Hulk comics, anyway. Like, yeah, right. Like, we gotta, we gotta hold on to this one because we're going to make a '90s Hulk cartoon that no one's gonna watch. <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, '90s Hulk cartoon yeah, and turn was not good. Turn back to Fox. Da 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 da. Okay, we're good. <laughs> Man, the frame rates on those cartoons are not good. <laughs> DC animated shows hold up so much better. They do. Though, the new animated stuff is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean like the 90s stuff. Yeah, the 90s stuff. Yeah. Fantastic Four. Let's watch this. Uh, what? Uh, yeah, that lasted for less than a season. Does anyone remember... Or anyone. Do you remember... Johnny had a music video where he just sang the words Flame On. Nope. He's like, Flame On, and On, Flame On, and On, and On. I just, I kind of wish that they had made Chris Evans do that. <laughs> it's actually one of my favorite things in the Marvel, uh, or the Lego Marvel superheroes. Is if you have one player playing as Captain America and one player playing as Johnny Storm. It's an achievement called Don't I Know You. <laughs> but ah, uh, meta. <laughs> Are they contractually allowed to make that joke? Uh, for the Lego game, they can. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, Guardians. Let's talk about Nowhere for a second. Because a lot of people don't understand Nowhere. And uh, Nowhere is a city inside the head of a celestial. Yep. Because why not? Yeah. Uh, the whole... The whole thing about, about it being like this thing of bandits and everything is not what I'm used to. If I remember correctly, nowhere at first was maybe it was that, but it got turned into like this, uh, like UN type area. Well, there was nowhere the realm, and then nowhere the celestial with the K. Yeah, well, that's what I'm talking so there's about. Nowhere. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it was like this, uh, almost this cosmic UN. Where they would basically, you know, handle, or not even UN, this like cosmic Switzerland. It had no ties to any other country. It was just like, it was neutral for everything. So people could just go and do what they needed to do. Start their nowhere bank accounts. You know, to hide money. Because 
It's a neutral. It's like a neutral country. And the head of security. Yeah, it's, um, it's like a. It's a space station or something. It's not um. In the comics, it's not the collector's like base. No, it's not. Which was a little weird, as well. Yeah. Uh. Also, in the comics, that little doggy that runs out of uh the collector's base of operations and then is later seen licking his face is a highly skilled telepath named Cosmo. So I'm not sure if he was you know, luring the collector into a false sense of security. But uh by licking his face. Cosmo actually helped them help the Guardians defeat Thanos at one point. And by help, I mean he tried to wear out Thanos before getting knocked to the ground unconscious. And Peter Quill pulled out a uh, a cosmic cube and blasted Thanos with power to knock him out. Yeah. Which is pretty anticlimactic, if I have to you say know, so myself. They really haven't gone into what they kind of they kind of play him in like this almost pseudo joking manner at times. But the collector is actually one of the biggest movers in the universe. Yeah, he's a representative of the first one of the first species of the universe, and death basically revoked his inevitability as a representative of said species. So he's completely immortal. The only way he can die is if he wills himself to. If he loses the will to live. That's why he collects. He devoted himself to a cause. Yeah. To give him his life meaning. Which, also, apparently, uh, the MCU, I previously thought that they didn't own the rights to the Avatar of Death. Uh-huh. But they do. Uh, yeah. They were talking recently about why Thanos is driven to, you know, try to destroy the universe, and it's because he's got a crush on death, which is in the Marvel universe appears as a woman most of the time, because yeah, that happens. Mm-hmm. Though sometimes uh, even the Avatar of Death can be a title bestowed upon different uh, characters as well. Yep. Like for uh, for instance, uh, Philavel became the Avatar of Death when they opened a portal into this uh, this unfortunate <clears throat> dimension where Death had lost. Death was essentially dead. So no one died. And there was this cancerous, like, overabundance of no, it was, life. It was Miracle Day. It was like, it was, yes, it was Miracle Day. No, but there was an, an overabundance of life. And, uh, life. S- since Don't life kept on. Me about life. <laughs> uh, stop. Just. All right. 
No, the, they opened up a uh, a portal into this thing where you know, basically, because life multiplies and keeps multiplying, the galaxy is just torn apart by an overabundance of creatures that need to survive on you know food and uh there's not enough and they can't die so they just keep on multiplying and multiplying until you know there's too much room i mean there's not enough room for anyone to survive and they kind of become these like these creatures that have to try and find a way out of their galaxy to get into a galaxy where death is so they can finally die. Because, you know, death is important. Part of life. Everyone dies, steve So, yeah. Uh, can we talk about how hilarious Gardens of the Galaxy is? Uh, as long as we don't yeah. talk about uh, Batista <laughs> at all. Apparently, he's been embraced by the populace. Really? Yeah, I keep hearing a lot of people talk about how perfect he was. Uh, okay. No. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Finger to the throat means death. You know what's sad? I didn't even try to do that, and it sounded better than when he did it. Yeah. Well, because it took me to my second viewing to realize that's what he said. Really? Yeah. Is everyone just he cheering talks them? In a whisp- he talks in a whispery mutter. Yeah, that's true. not at all how I envision Drax talking. <laughs> that's how he talks in the WWE as well. Well... That's because, see, what they want you to believe is that we saw Drax the Destroyer brought to life. But what actually happened is Batista wandered on set and they painted him, like, gray and red. Yeah. And then just let him be in the scenes. <laughs> he had no idea what the hell he was doing. Yeah. Was it... was. Did he not get the jokes because Drax's species is over literal or because Batista literally didn't get the jokes? I'm not sure. <laughs> and that's another thing. They uh, changed Drax's backstory a tad bit to the well, oh, MCU, you know. Huh? Yeah. I said, uh, well, it's the MCU. <laughs> Cuz Drax was actually before he got turned into an alien clay species, which is what he is now. Uh-huh. He was human. Thanos came down uh, from wherever the hell he was and uh, killed Drax's family. Wait, his name was Arthur, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Arthur something or other. And, yeah, so Thanos came down, killed Drax's family, killed him, and got a... Uh, he uh he got Thanos got cast out by the Fantastic Four which I'm surprised Fox doesn't own Thanos now that I've known this story because that was 
I think Thanos was in a was uh, secondly in a Fantastic Four story, or the first time he was on Earth was a Fantastic Four story. Oh, he's Moon Dragon's um, he's Moon Dragon's dad, isn't he? Yes. And you think they'll use Moon Dragon? I don't know. Uh, but like big sh- big surprise, Batista, I'm, Drax, your daughter's not dead. Yeah. Would, which would be a big leap and probably gar- would garner some respect from the uh, the gay and lesbian community anyway. Mm-hmm. Because who's Moon Dragon's one and only love? It would be Phyla Vell. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Captain Marvel's daughter. Who Drax actually, you know, kind of takes under his wing as a daughter-in-law slash, like, his own daughter after Moondragon's death. She's also super bold. Who, Phyla? No, Moondragon. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. I just remember remember as a kid, like, just how bald she was. Maybe just because I was, like, eight, but... She's also an enhanced uh, telepath. Like, better than Professor X. Yeah. <clears throat> Actually, better than Mantis, who is another character I like to see. Uh, also, she held the mind gem for a while, I think. Which is just wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's about as wrong as when they had the Illuminati and each of them got an infinity gem and said, like, Professor X, you get the mind gem, of course. That, that would be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was it? There's a... Uh, there's another person I liked. Oh, Jack Flag. I'd like to see Jack Flag up here somewhere. He he started in his, uh, his run. Phi- I think Phyla's dead now, but Moondragon, like, resurrected. Yeah, Moondragon is resurrected. Philo resurrected Moondragon by telling Oblivion that she would become the Avatar of Death and would kill the Avatar of Life. uh, Hmm? Thanos killed, um... Phyla. Yeah. Yeah. She opened Thanos' cocoon and Thanos greeted her with uh, laser eyes. Because he doesn't like to be woken up early. But seriously, who else? Uh, who doesn't like to be woken up early? Huh? Right. Kind of like apocalypse, right? Yeah. So, uh, I I would like to see Jack Flag. Ryan, do you know who Jack Flag is? Not off the top of my head. Jack Flagg was a... Not a mutant, but he had uh, super strength. And he kind of went through... He was a uh, a compatriot of Captain America's, if you will. Which is also yeah. why I'd like to see him, like... Like, just be in Captain America t- uh, 3. Yeah. And to come through and then... 
oh, you know, in during the Civil War, his uh, legs were, or not his legs, but his back was broken, which made it so he couldn't work his legs anymore. And he was also sent to uh, the negative zone. Mm-hmm. Which, apparently in the cosmic parts of comics, the negative zone is still in our universe. And can be teleported into... It's actually just a planet. Because the Guardians find him there, and because their technology is so much more advanced than ours, they were able to heal his back, and he's able to walk again, and he's got super strength. Wow. So, I just want that so I can get some clearance, uh, some, uh, some, what do you call it, some, uh, clearance Clearwater Revival, or whatever they're called. Clearance Clearwater Revival. Going. Oh my sound- god, groan. What? I just looked up, um, Phyla's death. Yeah? This is him crawling out of the boo sphere. That's <laughs> what it looks like to me. Uh, roar! As she's getting blasted by eye lasers. And to the side, someone's just like, you're fired. Oh yeah, that would be, uh, Maelstrom. Because okay. she... She was the avatar of death. Maelstrom was Oblivion's, like, lackey at that time. And she made the uh, the steal with Oblivion to bring back Moondragon. Mm-hmm. And uh, with that deal, she became the avatar of death, had to kill the avatar of life. And so since she couldn't kill Adam Magus... Because he knew that she was going to. Uh-huh. She, uh, she lost her position because he became the avatar of life, and he wanted that uh, that weird uh, dimension to come to our dimension, and he wanted to get rid of death, and everything would live because he became like the prophet of the unified Church of Truth or whatever. Yeah. So, he was the avatar of life, even though he's a bad guy. And so, they he was holding Thanos there because Thanos, at one point, he knows that Thanos is, uh, you know, girlfriend is death. So they held him in a cocoon when they. Even though they he wasn't actually revived at the time, it's weird. So yeah, that was Maelstrom just telling her that she was fired as the Avatar of Death. Mm. Nobody in the uh, the Vell family stays alive for very long. Nope. That such as such as comics. It's a good thing that Carol never married Mar. <laughs> They're just dating. There's also parallel universes too. That's true. But I think uh, Marvel has never come back to life. Nope, they made us think he did for a little bit. Yeah, and then that was actually then just he was what he. 
Huh? Yeah, it was a squirrel. It was a squirrel yeah. that was so... He was brainwashed. Well, he was a sleeper agent supposed to think he was um, Marvell and then reveal himself. And then the trigger broke. Something happened in, to kind of knock the conditioning part out. So he just simply thought he was Marvell. And he had the Cree brand. He had the I think he had the authentic Cree brands of, from his body, from the real one's body. Uh. Which Norman Osborn uh, would later give to uh, uh, Nobar when he became the Dark Captain Marvel. Yeah. So. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of. Also, can we just pause for a second and cry over the fact that now at conventions we're going to see less of like actual Drax makeup and more of like Batista Drax makeup from cosplayers. Yes, we can we can mourn about that a little bit, but I really don't care because guess what? There's a lot of people at these cons that look like us, and nobody wants us to be short, shirtless at a con. I'm not talking about that. (laughs) (laughs) There's like two guys that are actually ripped that go to these cons. And it's mostly because they have geeky girlfriends. They're just like, oh, let me dress you up as this character. And they know nothing about the character. Hmm. The other ones are either really fat or really, really skinny dorks that, you know. There's like, yeah, I'm going to wear this little bodysuit. That's going to make it look like I've got these muscles. Drax have powers in that movie? No. Drax doesn't have any powers, though. He's just a destroyer. His role is to kill Thanos. Well, yeah. But, uh... But he also has, like, your, your standard super brick-type powers. That he's just a brick? Yeah. He's, you know, like the thing or Colossus. Oh, yeah. He's got super strength and he's hard to hurt. And well, he wasn't, what do you call it? He never got a bruise or got cut or anything, so. I think he can fly in space. But not, like, on planets. Yeah. Or something. Which, to some degree, makes some sense, like... It, it would be a different mechanism. Yeah. It does, I mean, it does, not that it really makes sense, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, I do think he's got that super jump ability, though. On planets, like uh, The Thing or Hulk has. You know, where he can kind of, like, launch himself pretty far. Here, I just looked it up, and yes, that is true. Also, he once had the power gem. Huh. Because keep in mind, the gems in the 616 universe don't do that whole overload the person who's touching it thing that yeah. they can do in the MCU. Like, you or I could grab the mind gem and then focus and start doing telepathy. Okay. 
And they say that Drax's strength when he had the gem was compared to that of the merged incarnation of the Hulk, but lacking the latter's rage fuel potential. So you have it here first. The Incredible Hulk is potentially stronger than a physical powerhouse wielding the Infinity Gem of Power. That's yeah. insane. You know, we're going to talk about it later on this week, but uh, I, I like to talk about the little, the little picture that has been circulating, cir- yeah, circulating around the internet a little bit. Circling, circling, circling your head. Yeah, uh, because uh, they talk about we know Guardians of the Galaxy Two is coming out in 2017. Uh, we know that everybody from the film who is still alive has signed on to do the second one, except for Karen Gillian or Gillen. Yeah, uh, but she hasn't signed on. She has not signed on yet. Does that mean she won't, or they just haven't? They just haven't asked her yet. I don't think they have a story down as much to be like, okay, we're gonna throw Nebula in here. But the picture that we saw says Guardians of the Galaxy War of Kings. Which uh, is the story that okay. we were actually we've just been talking about. So in the beginning of War of Kings, it comes out that uh, Peter Quill had had Ma- uh, Mantis brainwash the other guardians to help him fix these right. rifts in space and time. And they get all pissy about it after. Yeah, they get all pissy about it. Uh, hey, you fucked with my free will. They go... Phyla and Drax believe that they can hear Moon Dragon and subsequently get blasted into Limbo. Uh, during that time where Phyla finds Moondragon and uh, I think Adam Warlock and Gamora go off to fight the Church of Truth uh, Peter goes off and drinks his stars away Rocket, Groot uh and I think Mantis decide that they're going to start closing down a lot of these rifts in space and time by themselves. And they also hire a new guy named Bug, who has all of the uh, the powers of a grasshopper. Are they proportionate? Kind of, yeah. He's like got not super strength, but he can jump really far, and he's he's just an alien that comes from this uh, this planet. Sounds like an inhuman. Ah, he's not an inhuman though. He's not like a mutant or anything like that. He's from an actual planet of a lot of these species. He's just in the uh, what do you call it on the planet. He's a very skilled martial artist. 
And I think Thanos at one point had destroyed his planet. So he was like one of the last of his kind. And the last one that knows this martial art, at least. Uh, you gotta turn that fan off. So, that's the beginning of, uh, of that story. Which, if they were going to do that as a movie, we would definitely need at least Mantis. We'd have to introduce Blastar. And and we couldn't <clears throat> since we can't have the Shi'ar. Right. We'd have to find another another group of uh, aliens again <laughs> because that's what, why we need the uh, the Scaran uh, or the Scaran or whatever instead of the Badoon. Because apparently Fox owns the Badoon. Which are Guardian's big baddies. Uh, so, you have the Shi'ar, but... Uh, the Kree Empire... Was taken over by the Inhumans. At this point, too. So... If they were to bring in the Inhumans at that point, that would make a lot of sense. This is true. And then you could have your Inhumans movie afterwards. Though Black Bolt died at the end of that story. But you'd Again. also, yeah. You would also kill Black Bolt. Uh, no, I don't. I didn't read that arc. Hulk, Hulk killed Black Bolt, but that was when... That's how they, um... Not how they, but, uh... One of the ways they found out he was a Skrull. Ah. Uh-huh. Or about the secret invasion. That, and of course, Elektra. But, um, during World War Hulk, he, uh, landed on the moon first, and Black Bolt was like, get the fuck out, and opened up on him, and the Hulk went right through him, and then it was like, oh shit, Black Bolt's a scroll. Yeah. Also, apparently, as of two days ago, yeah, Vin Diesel teased that he might play Black Bolt. Uh, yeah, I I read that as well. Uh, I read it on Movie Pilot, so I didn't take it with much. Uh, where yeah, this you... is coming from Screen Rant, which is okay. marginally yeah more credible. So, yeah, he was no, he was talking about how he wanted to play Black Bolt. I'm not sure if they're going to let him, but let's be honest, he's not going to be doing much talking as Black Bolt. So, it could w- yeah, actually work out. Of- <laughs> you know what? I could take that as an insult, but to be completely honest, like Riddick is like a somewhat stoic like asshole Batman character. Yeah, he can. You know, he's got the acting chops as long as he doesn't open up his mouth. He <laughs> really have a problem with Vin talking. Yeah. No, it depends on what he's saying, though. Like, you know, when he's it, actually. It depends. I, I think it he's. It depends on the role, the script, yeah. the director. Like, I think like he, Triple X yeah. wasn't good. Riddick's fine, and Riddick talks. 
Yeah, well, I think it's also the director. He, I think he's an actor that really needs to be directed. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yep, yeah, I do. It's I know like, exactly what you're talking about. Because, I mean, even his performance in The Pacifier was passable because there was an actual director telling him what to do. The big question is, though, is how do you do... How will they do a movie with a mute lead? Like, I think he would still be talking. Like, I I feel like they would work out some mechanic where Medusa... Or, you know what I mean? Like... Yeah. I don't know. Some some way to translate his thoughts into, like, words instead of having his thoughts being... His words being relayed. Uh, and I keep on seeing things about how they want... Like I said, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, this is always like the king. The king says. Uh, but yeah, I think no. I think she would just that would basically be it. You know, the king says. Or maybe this, his or, only line in the movie would be. Rah! Yeah. Possibly. At some point at the end of the movie, where he obviously has to do it, you know. I really think they should get Anna Kendrick to play uh, Crystal. That'd be cool. She's got the right look for it, and with everyone going, Christina Hendricks as Medusa. Alright. Because, uh, you can... I have no beef with that. Apparently, with Disney's new rules, if you play a character, a, a superhero, in the Marvel Universe, uh... Yeah, if you play one superhero in the Marvel Universe, you cannot play another superhero in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, but that could be different for Vin Diesel, just because uh, Vin Diesel doesn't actually do any of the motion capture stuff for Groot. All he does is say, I am Groot. Exactly. Well, that's what I'm saying, too, is there's all this whole, like, just kind of like with the rock over at DC, it was like it was like the pre-rock. It was like they just went onto the Fast and the Furious slot and had a bidding war between Marvel and DC execs, and one side grabbed the rock and the other side grabbed Vin Diesel. Yeah. But it was this whole—it's like I met with the studio and we were meet, having all these meetings about who'd be the perfect character and when should I blah blah blah. So later on, when they're like, "He's Groot," you're kind of like, "I don't." There's got to be another character. Yeah. Because you like you didn't figure. Like, Groot could have literally been anybody, so you don't think there'd be all that fuss over him saying the words, I am Groot, like, five times. Yeah. And, well, actually, the story that I've heard is that uh, Marvel actually wanted him to play Vision. And Joss Whedon went, no. Because Joss Whedon really wanted uh, Paul Bettany to play the Vision. Because Paul wanted more... Depending on artists, I could see either either way. Yeah. Depending on which artist you're thinking of. No, I mean, I could see either way either. I like too, but... Uh, I, apparently, Joss Whedon really bonded with Paul Bettany. And Paul Bettany wanted well, plus more... looking at the story that they're going with, Paul Bettany makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Our theories are correct. Exactly. And I think that's... I think... You know... It, Joss Whedon probably Very went non-regular listeners. Oh uh, yeah, oh yeah. Paul Paul Bettany is uh, the voice of Jarvis. Yeah. 
in the Iron Man movies. And we more or less suspect that the Vision plotline is going to be a reason to put Jarvis physically into the movies. Exactly. Uh, Since he's so popular a character, and there are things about the Vision that they can't really translate to the screen just because of characters that aren't in the movies, but they could easily substitute those things with the Jarvis AI that they invented for the movies. Exactly. Uh, let's be honest, Jarvis in the comic books was an old guy that was the butler. He's the for, butler. Yeah. And that one, one time he was a scroll. <laughs> yep. Stole uh, Luke Cage's and Jessica Jones's baby. Which I don't remember what happened to that baby. Yeah. I don't remember how that wrapped up. Uh, to be honest, with, I. I really don't. I yeah, I remember. I remember they were all pissed off. They were like, they're like, okay, keep the baby safe. And then it's like Jarvis is a scroll. Shit. Yeah. Because well, Jarvis comes out of that uh, that scroll uh, plane or that scroll spaceship that uh, Captain America steals. Right, right, right. So. That's how uh, they figure remember, out. That remember when? Remember when Luke Cage had to face the scroll version of himself, who didn't remember that he was a scroll. Yeah. And it was like the it was the Power Man version of himself. Yep. He just comes out all oh, sweet Christmas. It was so racist. <laughs> well, he was like totally. For those who don't know, you see Luke Cage now, and you see like a forty-year-old kind of built, looks like Michael Jai White. Maybe on steroids. Yeah, uh, kind of like Michael you, Clark if you go Duncan. Go back into the comics, though. Well, if you go back into the comics, you just have the height of black exploitation. Like, like he's freaking uh, Dolomite. Yeah. In his original incarnation. <laughs> to be fair, kind of so was Blade back then. <laughs> he like, didn't have the you Afro go, though. You look at Blade now in the comics, and you basically have the comic book equivalent of. Uh, of Wesley Snipes. You go a little bit further back and you ditch the long coat for a shorter kind of biker studded coat, but basically the same thing. You dig a little bit further back to the origins, though, you have a guy in a trench coat with a fro talking about how he's going to get that jive turkey. Yeah. Like you do. He didn't even have, like, superpowers back then. The whole half-vampire thing just meant that he couldn't be... He wasn't afflicted by vampire things. Like, he couldn't be turned. I don't think he could be hypnotized. Yeah. But they didn't do the whole, like, he wields a katana and he has super strength thing until, like, the 90s. Because Wesley Snipes made it popular. No, nah, right before that. Because remember yeah. on Spider-Man, the animated series. Oh, yeah, you know, you're right. That was based on a run in the comics right before the Wesley Snipes thing. So Wesley Snipes was an update of the update of Blade. Yeah. And then that the Wesley Snipes version of Blade just kind of became Blade since then. Yeah. Which Marvel owns now, so... Mm-hmm. They can do a, a Blade movie, which actually... It wouldn't be half bad if they just did a PG-13 Blade. I think the only difference between Wesley Snipes Blade and Comics Blade is that Comics Blade does not wear a shirt half the time. Yeah. He still wears the jacket, but he's just like, check out these pecs, bitches. <laughs> Which, let's face it, let's, 
to another thing about this. Uh, having a female lead in Guardians of the Galaxy showed one thing off that Marvel is changing. Where, you know, Iron Man suit looks like Iron Man suit from the comics. Uh, you have Hulk, who looks like Hulk from the comics. Captain America's suit looks like an updated Captain America from the comics. Uh, even Black Widow, who isn't really, you know, she's not really a superhero. She doesn't have any real superpowers. Pretty much the same outfit that she wears in the comics. Skin-tight leather jumpsuit. Gamora, on the other hand, does not wear a one-piece that just barely covers her nipples. <laughs> right? Which... Oh, uh, this is this is so much true. Which I feel, you know, for one, yeah, you know, Disney fucking owns Marvel. Okay, so they can't really do that anyway. Right. Uh, uh, secondly, Gamora in this film it does not use her femininity. To her will, like to will her uh, her male counterparts into doing what she wants, which she does, does a lot on uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy, the comic book. I mean, at one point, she asks uh, Major Victory, also known as Vance Astro, who is basically pure energy. He's like, uh, what's the name of the character from DC? Was it Captain Atom or whatever? Basically, Vance Astro is pure energy in a containment suit. That if that containment suit busts open, all his energy goes bye-bye and he dies. Uh, like you do. Like you do. She actually asked uh, asked Vance Astro uh, if his suit had a zipper. <laughs> and him being, you know, the new the new Captain America... It was like I don't hit women. I don't like to hit women. Uh, speaking about having to save Gamora from the matriarch of the Universal Tr- uh, Church of Truth, and then he turns around and is like, wait, "Wait, what?" And she proceeds to talk about how she'd go down on him right now for saving her life. Yeah, well, you know. Well, yeah. And so, are you implying that you wouldn't? Um, probably not on Vance Astro. <laughs> Peter Quill, maybe. But yeah, we're, <laughs> we're not going to. But we're not going to see. We're probably not going to see Vance Astro in his role in Guardians Two anyway. Because let's be honest, he's one of the original Guardians from, you know, nineteen sixty whatever. Or uh, 3009, if you want to go for that one. But uh, if we see him, he's going to be in a kind of role like Yondu. Because Yondu is not from our time period. Yondu is (laughs) from 3009. So, yeah. Uh... The only reason that the Guardians of the Galaxy got their name 
well, this new roster of the Guardians of the Galaxy got their name was because Major Victory uh, went back in time, lost his memory, and just said, "I'm part of. I'm a member of the Guardians, the Guardians of the Galaxy." And Peter Quill went, "That's an awesome name for our group." And then they and did this doing that thing he does. Yeah, he just kind of took the name exactly. Which is pretty cool. Uh, Chris Pratt actually said that he read the original Guardians of the Galaxy before Star-Lord was a character. <laughs> and, and so that was... He collected the, the Guardians comics when he was, like, nine and would read about, you know, Vance Astro and Martex, or Martinex coming back from the yeah, future yeah. and, like... Just fucking with the time stream for no reason. Completely changing Major Victory's uh, backstory in 616 continuity as well. Because, you know, if it's good enough for Cable... And so... So yeah, I got completely off topic there. Uh, I was very impressed with the way that they kind of kept... Gamora's femininity without having her wear a one piece that she needed to wear like nipple tape for. The only problem I think I had was when they were in the jail. Yeah. Gamora, like when people are like yelling at her, Gamora looked like slightly worried, and I'm like, Gamora could take every single one of you assholes. Well, that's the other thing Drax is in the jail. Why? Drax and Gamora are two of the most powerful beings in, like, ever. Well, Drax was heavily nerfed in this movie as far That's as true. power output, I feel. That is very true. I mean, like, but keep in mind, Drax is one of character after Thanos came out of his cocoon. Wasn't Drax, like, we have to kill him, and Gamora was like, I don't think we can, and he was like, oh, hell, I've done it before. Yeah. And then Gamora's just like... Yes, comic, comic book Drax has slain Thanos. Yeah. He That's has... why I watched that movie where he can't even so much as dent Ronan. I'm like, okay, Ronan could take him, but it shouldn't look like... It looked like I went after Spider-Man. A little you know bit. what I mean? Actually, it was... It was almost as one-sided a fight as Spider-Man versus Deadpool. <laughs> no, it was like Spider-Man versus the Punisher. Yeah, but Punisher never sealed the deal. Well, Spider-Man versus Punisher, basically, Spider-Man broke his gun, picked him up by the scruff of his neck, threw him into a cage, and bent the bars. Oh. That was the fight. I was talking about... Uh... How Punisher, or not, not Punisher, how Deadpool was just like, oh, aren't you cute? You know, I, yeah, I can't cut you. Here's my gun. Boom. That was one page. He took out Spider Man. He was like, you were so cute in your movie with your little lisp. And Spider Man's like, the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> no, that, I don't think that was in Spider uh, Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe. No, they had. I forget what issue or what, like, which book it was in, but they had some clash on on the bridge. Yeah. And he, Deadpool was just being Deadpool. 
Yeah. Because you know, Deadpool, of course, will frequently comment on pe- on characters' movie adaptations, and yeah. the characters in universe are like, "What is he talking about?" I heard that there's one comic where he just goes ape shit on Wolverine. Over like, Wolverine's movies. Yeah. Haha. <laughs> I take it this was after X Men Origins. Yep. It's like what Before the. Logan f- has no clue what's going on. Yeah. And they were working together at the time. <laughs> Everyone just assumes that Deadpool's crazy, but... Yeah. He's not crazy. It's the rest <laughs> of the world that's crazy. <laughs> uh, and I have to say, if you haven't played the Deadpool game, play the Deadpool game. This is kind of turned into Deadpool spoiler cast. Yeah, right? Yeah. But uh, these, these conversations really stay on the movie. Yeah, I know. Okay, you know, here's a critic. Here's a criticism of the film. Yeah. The prison. Why? The kiln. What? Why? Like, what? It's a it's a legit knock against the government on uh on that planet there. What do you mean? Just to have the prison there? The- no, just, why? Where's the due process? What did Peter actually do besides people attack him that they know of? Well, that was a. But, it, like, how'd the movie go from you're being picked. I got this guy before. You're being picked up for potential petty theft to we're throwing all of you into this, like, Chronicles of Riddick style Supermax prison. Well, I can understand Groot and Rocket. Because of the, what do you call it, the laundry list of shit that Rocket had on his uh, his files. Yeah. But maybe also for Star-Lord, it was like California Three Strikes Law. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So maybe, like, okay... Petty theft here, inciting a riot here, and now, uh, you know, you got into a fight. Sorry, dude, it's your third strike. You're going to jail. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, speaking of this Supermax uh, thing, how come we haven't seen Supermax, the movie? Have you read that script? No. It's a script that uh, apparently David Goyer was writing when they wanted to do a whole bunch of DC Universe movies before Zack Snyder was just like, look what I can do. Yeah. Uh, And David Goyer wrote the Green Arrow movie that we really needed to see. Basically what happens is it takes place after Green Arrow has been Green Arrow and he's caught by the police as a vigilante and thrown into a supermax prison with all of the villains that he has ever put in there. And the, what do you call it? It's kind of like a, a thing where the prison gets taken over and it's like Arkham Asylum. Yeah. Where Green Arrow has to get through this prison 
and uh, it was, which was called Supermax, hence the name. With just his, you know, oh, he I doesn't have his uh, bow and arrow or anything like that. And he's got to kind of get through and show him as an actual, you know, as his Batman clone. Because, let's be honest, Green Arrow now is just a Batman clone. Well, but yeah. I'd like to see that movie. Speaking of prisons. <laughs> Uh, I'd watch it. Yeah. So, when do we think that uh, the Guardians will finally meet the Avengers? Because they say it's not going to be with Avengers 2. And I don't think Guardians 2 is going to meet the Avengers unless at the end, like Tony's in space or something, and it's like the beginning of the new run from last year of Guardians. Yeah, the one where you know Tony tries to uh, hook up with Gamora and Gamora just beats the shit out of him. <laughs> I mean, they hooked up, right? Oh, they 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 hooked up, and I don't know if they finished the deed. I thought it looked like Afterglow. Hmm. <laughs> I said it looked like Afterglow. But it, from what I heard, like, from what, like, it said, I think, what, like, his his pelvis was fractured. Yep. <laughs> and she's just like, so. Yeah. Round two? <laughs> no, not even. It was just clear that this, this was a mistake. Yeah. Uh, on your planet, is there this much crying after lovemaking? Hashtag don't be a little bitch. Yeah. Obviously, at this point, you need iron prosthetics. <laughs> the iron dick. Yeah. It comes in three modes. You know, long, she's like, vibrating, you- and seven. She's just like, you claim to be Iron Man. You are not made of iron. Yeah. And he's like, hold on, hold on, I can put the suit on. <laughs> uh, it's okay. And I think Amora has actually had sex with everyone in the Marvel Universe anyway. At least once. She could probably actually take on uh, Hulk. Well, with um, uh, Drax's... Drax's green whore comment... Is one of those jokes I think that you laugh at if you're a fan of the comics. Yeah. It didn't really make sense in context of the movie. You're just like, wow, that's unnecessarily harsh. That's true. But you know, even like Kylie laughed at that at that joke. Just because uh Yeah, it was just one of those things that it was kind of funny at the time. But yeah, when you look back, it's just like, oh, yep, uh, Gamora just likes to have sex. And no one calls her a slut. Because they would die. A horrible, horrible death. 
But, uh... So, villain of uh, Guardians 2, based on Guardians 1. <laughs> Do we think it's going to be Thanos? Yeah, I'm leaning towards. More so than Avengers. Yeah. I'm just, from the picture that we saw, that, again, it's unconfirmed. I feel like they're kind of dropping this Infinity Gauntlet thing a little bit. Like, they want to have, like, this cosmic thing going on. So, uh, the maybe the Infinity Gauntlet doesn't actually, you know, bother the Avengers at all. Yeah. Because there's a lot of Earth-based stuff. And, I mean... Unless, you know, the Avengers are leaving, are going to leave Earth at some point. But, you know, you're going to leave Black Widow behind, you're going to leave Hawkeye behind. Captain America is probably going to get left behind for that. So, what do you have? You have Hulk, Thor, and Iron Man. Uh, Because, you know, Quicksilver, maybe bring Wanda with you? And the Vision? Yeah. I mean, they can't do what they do in the comics, and that's usually, like, bring Rachel. Uh, Rachel Gray. Yeah. Uh, and that that's another thing. We're going to do the Infinity Gauntlet stuff, but I'd really like to see Phoenix. Because, you know, didn't the Phoenix uh, fight, or the Dark Phoenix... Fight Thanos at one point? I don't remember that, but I wouldn't put it past. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there that Marvel just needs some of their properties back. And let's be honest, the way that they're going with Fantastic Four, Fox is probably going to lose that property back to Marvel soon. Oh, yeah. Because no one wants to see this movie. It's like, yeah, let's make Johnny Storm black. And it's just a coincidence that Sue Storm has the same last name. Oh, are they not even doing the... Uh, I don't even think they're doing the... They said that they're not lovers. The, the adopted. And they haven't talked... They won't talk about... So are they brother and sister? We can't talk about that. It's like, what the... Okay, whatever. It's a very common last name. Yeah, Storm. Very common last name. Part of me is just like pseudonym. Part of me, part of me is just like it can't possibly be worse than the ones we already had. All right, you know what? Nothing is as exquisite as the uh, the ninety four uh, Fantastic Four. All right, that is exquisite oh, acting. Oh, <laughs> I I watched that for the first time uh, like last year. And oh my god. It was awesome. It was... Yes, it, it, it is... It's... <laughs> it's exquisite. That's what it is. It's... And it's so faithful, though. It's... 
horrible, but so faithful to what it really wanted to be. And yeah. Unfortunately, uh, the Doctor Doom in that movie was actually better than fucking uh, Cole from uh, fucking uh, Charmed. I don't even remember what the guy's name is. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it, it, everyone looks at it and it's like, oh my god, it's so horrible. It's really not as horrible. It, there is a lot of bad acting. Uh, mostly from, you know, the guy that was in the bodysuit for the thing. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't like voice acting for him or anything like that, but... Uh, and the guy that played Johnny Storm was still a little eh. Uh, but the the girl, the uh, woman who played Sue Storm, uh, was on Nip Tuck and actually hooked up with the guy that played Doctor Doom in the reboot. Hmm. On Nip Tuck, so you know everything comes around. So here's an idea. Yeah. What if one of the Infinity Gems, what if they did a Captain Universe movie and one of the gems was the Enigma Force? I'm not well versed in Captain Universe. Uh, Captain Universe isn't one character. Okay. There's, uh, there's a Unipower... Um, from the Enigma Force, and it's the prote- um, it's like the protector of eternity, which is like more or less God or one of the higher beings. Mm-hmm. And when there's kind of a calling, this force will merge with and grant its powers to certain individuals, normal individual, not like a lot of regular people have been Captain Universe. A Hulk has been Captain Universe. Spider Man was Captain Universe one time. Oh, okay. More that makes turns sense. you into like roughly the equivalent of like a herald of Galactus, as far as like your powers and abilities. Yeah. And then when your task is done, that power leaves you. One time I was Captain Universe. Really? Oh yeah, Marvel did this thing back in the '90s where you could buy a special version of. A- of it, where you would, like, give them your name, your best friend's name, like, maybe some details about, like, you, you know, your favorite something or another, almost like a choose your adventure <laughs> and they would just fill in all these personal details, and never actually show your face, like, you wore a baseball cap, and your face was always obscured by shadow, but you were, you were just looking for a, a quarter to make a phone call, because this is back, you know, in the 90s, where that was a thing, Yeah, and, uh, you're just looking for a quarter to make a phone call to call home, and, like, this crazy shit starts going down, and then the Unipower bonds with you and turns you into Captain Universe, and you have to, like, assist, I think it was the X-Men. So, how old were you at this point? Elementary school, like, fifth grade or something. Right. So, your best friend yeah, was Marvel not ran... was not Chris at the time? <laughs> no, it was whoever it was back then. Yeah. I think it was Justin. Okay. 
Apparently, Daddy. apparently, uh, Casey big wants ups, to talk. Big ups to my boy Justin. <laughs> big ups to my boy Justin Malone from Norwalk. <laughs> apparently, uh, Casey thought that I was Chris. Because why not? Yeah. I mean, you aren't. Uh, not uh, not at the moment. Just give me a second. Okay, now I'm Chris. And Chris is going to listen to this and kill me. Or he just killed Ryan. One or the other. All I hear... Okay. So, yeah, I think this will uh, just about do it for the Guardians of the Galaxy podcast. I didn't actually say much about the Guardians of the Galaxy, but go watch it because it actually... It's a it's a good movie. And the soundtrack's yeah. awesome. One t- Here's here's a bit of weird advice. The new Turtles movie is out, and I have a friend who hasn't seen Guardians who's saying, I want to go see Guardians and Turtles. Uh, she's, like, super excited for Turtles. Um, I wouldn't tell someone who kind of wants to check out Turtles not to go see it, but if you have to see Turtles and Guardians, go see Guardians first. And if you only have the funds for one, Guardians is your priority. Yeah. Because I'm going to see Turtles, but it's going to be, you know... Probably when I can find somebody to pay for me over the internet. <laughs> I'm going to sell my body for movie tickets. Yeah. Dot com. Yep. No, just like, you know, video of me uh, farting and sell it. Alright, guys. Uh,. So yeah, I'm going to post this to the Left 4 Ted Movie Club and you guys have fun listening if you haven't had fun listening already. Because it's a If you time. forgot that this is still a thing that we do. Yeah. Every once in a while. Every once in a while. All right. And uh, probably buy the, uh, the soundtrack to the Guardians because it is the best superhero soundtrack ever. In I my feel opinion. like if you just kind of peruse your 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 mother's collection, you can probably make your own. Ooh, copy child, of the soundtrack. Things are gonna get easier. Things are gonna. Ooh, child, things get brighter. Right now. Ah, <laughs> uh, that was great. What are you doing? Someday. <laughs> we'll get together and we'll make it. I swear. Uh, yeah, but probably one of my favorite soundtracks uh, of all time right now, because it's it's a lot of music that I already owned. Yeah, uh, I didn't actually own that song though. It's music that like you grew up hearing. Oh yeah. Uh, that that's yeah, that's one of the things that I wanted to a topic that I wanted to bring up, but. Uh, ah, fuck it. We'll do it right now. Uh, Guardians Two soundtrack though. What songs were you? Did you want to hear in the movie that you didn't hear? Is there anything uh, that you thought that should have been in the movie? I thought ABC was gonna come up at some point. Well, no, they they put in "I Want You Back." Yeah. 
Well, I guess really it would be redundant if you did both of them. Yeah. Uh, I was surprised at the the lack of ELO. Uh, you know, I, either Mr. Blue Sky could have gone in there or uh, Don't Let Me Down. Or Don't Bring Me Down. I'm sorry. Not Don't Let Me Down. Don't Bring Me Down. That would have been a good song, you know, to hear from, you know, in the uh, the Guardians. But uh, some Sister Christian. Some murdering. What's I'm not sure if that. I'm not sure if that fits the, the cutoff point though. Uh, 88 is the cutoff point, so. So yeah, I think that should. Uh, let's see, what else did I want to? Oh, I think in the if uh, Adam Warlock is in the second movie, we should hear uh, that song "Magic" by Pilot. This one. Mm. Oh, oh, it's magic, you know. Uh. What about Magic Carpet Ride? Or, yeah, that was the second one I was going to say. Or Magic Carpet Ride by Steppenwolf. Uh, Three Dog Night. Come with me, little girl. Three Dog, some Three Dog Night with uh, Joy to the World. No? At, at some point, we have to tell Peter that we've invented the iPod. Yeah. Uh, some credence. my song. <laughs> why Why don't we have any uh, a credence Clearwater? You know that. True. Uh. This is true. Also, we're in space. We have rockets. We don't have any Elton John. She packed my bags last night, pre-flight, zero hour. Her, get Shat to do it. Get the Shat, the Shatter version. She packed my bags last night, pre-flight, zero hour, nine a.m. And I'm gonna be high as a kite by then. And I think it's going to be a long, long time. The touchdown brings me around again to find I'm not the man they think I am at home. Oh, no, no, no. I'm a rocket man. I'm a rocket man. (laughs) Uh. Pack my bags. (laughs) I packed my bags last night. Pre-flight. Zero hour. 9 a.m. Uh, oh. And there's no, there's no queen. Where's the queen? Hmm. This is true. This is true. What about some Blue Oyster Cult? Or some Blue Oyster Cult? That would actually, if Thanos plays a really big part in uh, Guardians 2, don't fear the Reaper. We could be urged not to fear the Reaper. Yeah. Which would actually be all all kinds of meta. Exactly. In the last night of sadness. Actually, that would make a lot of sense. <laughs> right. That would make a lot of sense 
especially like since volume two is basically the uh the tape the mixtape that his mom made him what if like don't fear the reaper was up there so she was just like you know i'm gonna be dying soon here son exactly yeah the character shows up and death is like let me tell you of your mother that would be a little weird Uh, I'm a little bit also not sure why we haven't run into uh, Jason of Spartex Mm. yeah I just wonder if they're actually going to do that Or if they're going to pull, like, another Guardians character from the old Guardians. And be like, yeah, Martinex is your father. Charlie27 is your father. Because <laughs> <laughs> why not? Yeah. And I was, and I was thinking, there's, like, uh, his mother said that uh, his father was a being of pure light that was like an angel. And that is nothing like Jason. No. Well, I guess if you go back to when they were like doing it, he was cuter. Maybe. Uh, you know, also Yandu said that he was pretty as an angel. Maybe it's Yandu. Huh? I said, but he sure as hell ain't one. Yeah. How did he be pretty as an angel? Dude, you're Michael Rooker. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're Merle. <laughs> you eat chocolate covered pretzel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was meta. <laughs> Alright. It's gotta be, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm missing one, like, song. That I really want it to be in the uh, the film, but I can't think of it at the moment. Sweet Child of Mine. No, that wasn't. That was nineties. Was it? Yeah. Uh. Where do we go? Where do we, we go, go now? Wow! 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 Where do we go? Why, 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 why do we go? <laughs> Some Rolling Stones. Some sympathy for the devil. For the devil. According to Wikipedia, it was eighty-eight. Really? It just makes it. It just makes the cut. Okay. <clears throat> Well, fine then. Sweet child of mine. That'd be a little bit weird. Jason walks in and that song just starts playing. James Gunn just has the best musical cues. Yeah, right. Well, let's be honest. Like, uh, the Pina Colada song is playing just as, like, Peter Quill 
beats a guy to death for his Walkman. If you like pina coladas, bust the guy's head. That's a horrible song, by the way. Yeah. Listen to that song and just realize that those people are more fucked up than even like the song can tell you. Like, oh, they just laughed off that they both were trying to cheat on each other. Because that makes sense. Alright, I'm, I'm turning this off. Guys, if you have any, you know, go see the movie. Make up your own goddamn mind if you like the movie. Because we didn't make it up for you at all. <laughs> and, uh, have fun with it. Peace out, motherfuckers. Later. You just listened to a HyperWorks Network podcast. Don't you feel good about yourself now? No? Oh, sorry.